Paul returns to Antioch. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good Monday morning, my friends. I hope you had a great weekend and uh, or made the most of it the best that you could. Uh, here we are on Monday morning again, and as I sit in my study, the sun is shining through, the clouds are not in the sky, it's perfectly blue sunny day, and uh, that is good medicine for the soul. Um, we're moving on in Acts chapter 18 today. Today we're looking at verses 18 through 23. And before we get started into our study, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word. We're grateful, Lord God, for the reminders all around us that um, you are a God of life. And so, Lord God, we trust the things that concern us today into your ever-capable hands. And we ask that you'd be mightily at work in those situations. Father, um, for those that we're concerned about, we entrust them also into your hands, and we pray that you would be working out your best for them in those situations. Father, speak through your word, tune us into the sound of your voice, that we might receive all you have for us today, and apply it to the benefit of our growth and grace. We love you, Lord, and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here is Acts 18, 18 through 23. After this, Paul stayed many days longer, and then he took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria, and with him Priscilla and Aquila. At Sincre, he had his hair cut, for he was under a vow, and they came to Ephesus, and he left them there, but he himself went into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews. When they had asked him to stay for a longer period, he declined. But on taking leave of them, he said, I will return to you if God wills. And he set sail from Ephesus. When he landed at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church and then went down to Antioch. After spending some time there, he departed and went from one place to the next through the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all of the disciples. So on Friday, or the last time that we met, <laughs> um, we saw that um, Galileo, the proconsul of Achaia, um, stood up for Paul in the court situation that was brought uh, before him and said he would not rule on the matter that the Jewish religious leaders were putting in front of him, that it was a religious matter, not a political or uh, public matter. And so he drove them from the tribunal, and uh, Paul was obviously freed. Um, and uh, we learned in uh, Acts 18.11 that Paul had stayed a year and six months teaching the Word of God among the Corinthian believers and those who would listen. Uh, and then after the situation before the proconsul, uh, Luke tells us in verse 18 that Paul stayed many days longer and then took leave of the brothers and set sail for Syria, and he took Priscilla and Aquila with him. Then he cut his hair in a place called Sincre. Now, I'm not sure if he was under the Nazarite uh, vow or another vow between him and God, but uh, regardless, the vow he took um, requ required that his hair be cut. And then they came to Ephesus, and Paul left them there. Um, it sounds like uh, at the shore or uh, there at the port, and he made his way into the Jewish synagogue and reasoned with the Jews there. 
as much as Paul is realizing his mission is shifting toward the Gentiles, he does not give up on preaching the gospel to his brothers and sisters. And uh, he wants them to see Jesus for who he is. He wants them to have a uh, Damascus Road experience in their hearts that they might come to see Jesus as he is for who he is in the same way that Paul did. Um, they're a tough crowd. Um, they have had many, many centuries of following God under the, uh, the Mosaic Law and under the expectations of the law. And their traditions and rituals were pretty well set in stone. And so parting ways with this ancient faith of theirs was no easy ask. Um, it was a big deal, and I think Paul understood that, and that's why he continually uh, tried to reason with uh, Jewish listeners to consider Jesus in the message of the gospel. Um, they did ask him to stay a little longer. He declined, and he took leave of them and said uh, he would return if God wills it. And then he set sail from Ephesus. From Ephesus, it was his intention uh, to make his way to Antioch, and uh, they arrive at Caesarea. Uh, they greet the church there, and then they make their way down to Antioch. Um, it's interesting as Paul goes from place to place or revisits places where he has had some uh, impact and influence before, he always makes an effort to greet the brothers and sisters in the churches there. Um, they have his heart. Uh, he's a pastor, <laughs> and he is invested in them, and he's invested in those communities growing and having impact for the gospel. And I find that very beautiful. Um, it says, after spending some time there, he departed and went from one place to the next through the region of Galatia and Phrygia, uh, with this goal in mind, strengthening all the disciples. Uh, that was Paul's calling. He was a, a church planter. He was a pastor. Uh, he was a disciple-maker. And uh, he was busy about that calling, um, you know, as he would launch into new places, new trouble would arise, <laughs> and uh, he and his associates uh, would um, deal with things as they came. And Paul's journey is a reminder that the Spirit is faithful to send us where God would have us go, and that God will see us through the challenges uh, despite what comes our way. And uh, maybe you need that encouragement today. Maybe you're facing something difficult in your witness or your ministry. Maybe you're some, facing something difficult in your life and you need the reminder that God will meet us uh, come what may and uh, he'll lead us through whatever situations we find. Paul, of course, wound up in a number of situations that seemed utterly hopeless, including, you know, uh, under lock and key, uh, under a tight, watchful eye of a garrison of... Uh, of uh, prison guards and had watched the Holy Spirit open prison doors and loosen the the chains of the stocks and uh, things that they were binding him with. Um, so Paul knew the Lord was in charge. <laughs> and sometimes when our faith wavers, it's because we question whether or not God is really in charge. The truth is he is. Uh, sometimes we don't see it as clearly or don't understand how God is uh, working, but he's nonetheless there doing what he does. All right, my friends, be encouraged in your hearts today as you consider these words, and I thank you for taking time out of your day to study with us. God bless.